What's up, my colleagues? Welcome to another episode of Nailing the MCCQE. Today's episode, let's talk about all the craziness that involves pregnant women, alright, and we also should talk about all the process to overcome, uh, hold on, I want sad music uh, because what I'm about to say, no, I don't want claps, I want you to kind of cry here, yeah, so let's talk about how to overcome the grief, the death, all the sadness that involves this process in which a loved one dies and we the doctors come to give you a hand to overcome your bereavement bereavement that's true such a sad thing that we're gonna help you bro come on stop being sad that's what you are supposed to say as a as a doctor we will figure it out so let's talk about peripartum disorders formerly postpartum disorders were called yeah but these guys and uh, they took a, took a while for them to figure out that this, those disorders also happen before the baby comes to life comes to see the how music please how miserable life is how much sadness this baby is going to find and this mother too with no money no insurance with a father that is leaving the home because she want, he wants to uh, get rid of all the responsibilities how this can be better how can this be worse no way alright so there are mm, one, two, three. How many disorders you can find in the peripartum disorders? Disorders. I would say mm, seems like it's there are three or four. Cause the last one that is listed, it's not clearly separated. No, the definitely they are. They are only three. Which is good. This episode is looking good. It seems like it's not going to be too long. So, what are these peripartum disorders? First, we got the postpartum blues or baby blues. Secondly, we're going to see the depressive disorder with peripartum onset. Or onset. Mm, what do you guys think? I believe it's onset. Or now this onset scene sounds better. Onset. Onset, yeah, whatever. Depressive disorder with per- peripartum onset. And lastly, we got the bipolar disorder with peripartum. So we got this guy can be, this girl can be bipolar, this guy, this girl can be depressed, or she can have the baby blues. So What's the onset of the baby blues, postpartum blues? It 
happens immediately after birth up to two weeks. And what's, what are the symptoms? Sadness, mood liability, liability, right? Mood liability, tearfulness. So does that mean that uh, cries very easily? Tearfulness. So it's so yeah, like this girl is crying more than the baby. And mother's feeling toward baby. That's way important. How does this mother feel toward the baby? Does she hate him? Does, does she likes him? Does she want to marry his baby? Everything is to be seen in this world, you know, guys? So what's the treatment? Support, supported, right? Usually self-limited. So the baby blues should go away by itself. But let's talk about depressive disorder with peripartum. And in this case, mm-hmm. And what's the answer of this? Within one to three months after birth. Mm-hmm. So it takes a while for and the depression to start. And what are the symptoms? Depressed mood, weight changes, sleep disturbances, and excessive anxiety. So from CG caps, what I see here is mm-hmm, how many of them? How many of the CG caps? Uh, at least one, two, but the things that I don't, I don't remember seeing, uh, there were anxiety in C gaps, maybe depressed mood, but I would say only three um, items are present here from C gaps. So, how, what, what are the mothers feeling toward the baby? Men have negative feelings toward baby. And the treatment will be antidepressant medications. Alright, yeah. So, um, now will be good to remember. What, what is the antidepressant medication that you can use in a mother who is um, breastfeeding? Let's figure it out. I said that the last episode, so I hope you guys remember. I clearly forgot it. I don't find it, but here it is. No, not no. Sorry, guys, I don't find it. I owe you that. If you know, send me an email, please. Mm -hmm. Well, 
Yeah, so for in this case, give hands to the present. Maybe there is a case at the end and we, we will know what were the um specific specific antidepressant you can give to a breastfeeding mother. So let's talk about bipolar disorder with peripartum onset. The these guys look kind of easy, right? Cause uh I would say it's just the same thing we were diagnosing before, but just with partum beside. So during pregnancy is the um, onset of this uh, bipolar disorder. So it could happen during pregnancy up to four weeks after birth. What are their symptoms? You can find depression, mania, hallucinations, delusions, and thoughts of harm. Uh oh, this is a dangerous mother. And this is why um, you're gonna find easy how to treat her. So, and this is uh, alarming, guys. When you see a bipolar mother, because the feelings towards the baby are may have thoughts of harming baby. That's terrible, guys. Disgusting. How is it possible? Not disgusting. Just kidding, but <laughs> just guys, be careful if you're gonna be mothers. All right. So, how will you treat this? And any bill drinking, when you have someone that wants to harm, you have to give him antipsychotics because antipsychotics used to be a sedative and make you avoid these this thoughts. And also the actions. You can also give lithium and possibly hospital admission. So that's why some mothers can kill their babies because they can get a bipolar disorder with peripartum onset. And that guys is pretty much all from peripartum disorders. And I want you to make an ovation. I really want you to be happy guys because uh, we have gone very far with this. So if you see, this has been an entire day in which, in which I haven't stopped recording. This whole Canada day, i been recording three episodes, which is madness. Thank you, Canada. Things that I've not been working today, and I have the time. Thank you, my dear people. This is all for you. This is all for you. I, I swear, I swear. Stop, please. Stop clapping. So, yeah. That's why I'm a bit uh, lethargic now. Uh, maybe uh, the ADHD is uh, at its highest point now. I'm not sure if I should take another cup of coffee. I already took a cup of coffee and two um, Coke Zero. So, whoa, man. I already have some caffeine in my blood. You guys don't want me to have a, 
an arrhythmia and the show is over forever. So let's talk about let's talk about the sad topic. Yeah, yeah. When someone very loved dies, you have to bear the the bereavement. Bereavement. The bereavement. Ber bereavement. So the normal bereavement typically begins after the death of a loved one or sometimes after losing something material that you also could love. Let's say you broke your skateboard or you broke uh or you were fired from work. That's way sad. Or Ah, uh, what else? Well, um, so, and this includes feelings of sadness, worrying about the deceased. Well, not really worrying about the deceased, worrying about you because you're alone without him. <laughs> Maybe you can be worried about how the deceased suffer in the process of dying, but yeah, now you're here alone with him or with her. With her. Irritability. And are characteristic of of the virulent. Sleep difficulties, poor concentration, and tearfulness. It typically lasts less than six months to one year. But can go on longer. That's the danger, guys. Treatment is generally limited to supportive psychotherapy. And guess what, guys? Pharmather pharmacotherapy. Why do they put longer this word? It's just pharma... Uh, pharmacotherapy? Yeah, yeah, it's pharmacotherapy. It's the wrong answer. And that's a, a, a tip that is surprising for me because I was going to say just give him surgery and that's it, but it turns out that that's not the answer. Because, right, so it's way different to um, the, um, to MDD, Major Depression Disorder. But you can diagnose a major depression in the context of uh, uh, the greater severity of a bereavement. Uh, Bereavement. Bereavement. So, yeah, so you're going to find here thousands of deaths in the major depression. You're going to find also morbid preoccupation with worthlessness. That, that sensation that you don't worth nothing. That's horrible. Mark psychomotor retardation. Yes, yeah, so the psychomotor um, affection of the depressed person is that this person moves slow. And this is... Um, the, the origin of this is because of the... the command from, that comes from the mind that mm, this person is lacking serotonin and... It's lacking of desire, uh, of patience. It's lacking too much stuff. 
also you can find psychosis in a um well i haven't read that before but yeah that could happen especially in a major depressive disorder with psychotic features right so there is also a prolonged functional impairment Right, so the this sadness is avoiding this person to reintegrate to let's say society, to work, to school, high school, university, whatever this person does, he's not doing it right because of the grief. Well, especially because of the major major depression, because like we say, it's not the same major depression as bereavement. Bereavement. So, and remember that um, during bereavement, uh, I mean, during major depression, symptoms last longer than two weeks and adversely affect functioning, like we just said. So, we got a case here, guys, and I should say that uh, we're close to, to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil you anything, guys. We're a case here. What's the most likely diagnosis for this patient? So you are, you're not in an emergency room. Thanks God. No type one bipolar disorder, not suicidal attempt. We're in a, on the office. So a 75 year old man ha was brought to the office by his daughter, daughter. Or dower, depending where you're listening to me from. But uh, yeah, I would say just for for your daughter. 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 So after she became concerned about him, what were you concerned, honey? So he has been hopeless and helpless. Seeing his wife died three months ago. His his dower. Our daughter is worried about daughter. His daughter is uh, worried about his isolated behavior and lack of appetite, and expresses feelings of worthlessness. He has lost over thirty pounds, fifteen kilograms for us in Canada. He does not seem interested or interested in getting better, and believes he should have died. With his wife. Oh, that's terrible. So, I don't know. If... Oh, hold on. We got some way um, to make a diagnosis. So, probably they're going to um, talk us here about dysthymia or encyclothymia. That's not the option. option. They could talk about... Um, Depressive episode, did I say dysthymia, right, dysthymia, or they can talk about um, major depression disorder, or they can talk about just grief or um, bereavement, Be what the fuck that, with that word, bereavement. Bereavement. So... Yeah, but dissecting this question, 
I got something for you guys. Remember that to, de to determine a major depression, you need... You need... Oh, uh, how much were them? Five side caps? I don't clearly remember. Oh, damn. Mm, Alright, give me a second. Dirty yeah, 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 yeah. We're looking help from our good friend, Dirty Medicine. <laughs> He's got a special appearance here in our episode. Thank you, buddy. Uh -huh. Where are the criteria? Criteria, criteria. Uh -huh. How many? Alright, it's f more than five size caps. Alright? The five size caps. Mm -hmm. In which they are include uh, sleep, interest, guilt, energy, concentration, appetite, psychomoral retardation, and suicidal. Suicidal. Damn. Suicide. Or mm, desire to suicide. So. We're gonna count how many this guy has. Appetite is a big thing here. Um, what else this guy has? Isolative behavior? It's not really a part of the criteria. Alright, worldlessness. Mm. I would say interest in a, is another uh, item that he's he he's got. But also, mm -hmm. so guys, this this sir, this sixty-five-year-old man, I believe he doesn't have the no criteria to have a. Mere depression. It's, this is just a, a trap. So don't fall into it. Hopeless, helpless, blah, blah, blah. Appetite, one point. Worthlessness, another point. Okay, I will say, this is... I'm between this semia and, and grief. But let's check out the, the answers. Bereavement, persistent depressive disorder, major depressive disorder is option C, option D, adjustment disorder, and E, bipolar disorder. You guys got the answer? I believe it could be bereavement. Bereavement. But uh, uh, let's check it out, guys. And the answer, the answer is... Let us see for major depressive disorder. Let's see what the author has for us. Although it's, it has been less than six months since his wife died, his symptoms are severe enough to warrant a diagnosis of major depression. He has no interest in, or at one point, has lost weight, another point, feels hopeless and helpless. 
that's not part of Sidecaps. And believes that he should have died as well. Okay, I will give you the third point there. But you know why, guys? I will just say that just because he this guy wants to die, I'll give you I'll give him uh, like an extra pointer, but it's not enough to gather the five pounds of size caps. So well, and let's get to this conclusion. If you guys if have something someone who wants to die, well, consider it like a it's a severe and and sadness. Like it's kind it's likely to and gather the and know to to be deemed um how to say this uh and your depression well now it's time to talk about um some of um treatments that we use in 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 the mood disorders that we're gonna have to identify the adverse effects. Adverse effects are, uh, are an important thing here. So I'm gonna, I will have to ask you this guys because it's, it's nicer if you guys think I, I shouldn't do the whole work. And not only for medication, we're, only, we're also gonna talk about electroconvulsive therapy, which is very interesting. So let's talk about tricyclic antidepressant, TCAs. Huh. Good friend of us from the <clears throat> emergency uh, medicine episode, or I would say season of this podcast. So what are the... Adverse effects of these guys, the tricyclic antidepressants. But first, why don't you guys mention me at least three of them? Amitriptyline. And I'm just requiring help. Because why not? Yeah, we always need help. Amitriptyline, Imipramine. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so those three guys, Amitriptyline, like saying Monami, my friend, Amitriptyline, Nortriptyline, Imipramine. Now remembering that I got a mnemonic that says something like, Y mis amigos del norte. Y mi, a mi, nor. Y mi premin, amitriptyline, and nortriptyline. Well, I've just unlocked this way far, far away memory from med school. So, yeah, those are the tricyclic antidepressants. And what are their side effects? Hypo or hypertension. Dry mouth, constipation, confusion, arrhythmias, and I would say toxicity points, sexual side effects, weight gain, GI disturbances, 
Well, GI disturbances is for everything, right? So, but the take-home message here will be the cardiovascular and affection. And also uh, a mild kind of, uh, I would say this is kind of a... Uh, Adrenergic, adrenergic uh, symptoms like dry mouth, constipation. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So we got these guys from the cardiovascular effects, hypo or hypertension, arrhythmias. That's the home uh, take home message, guys. Because sexual side effects like. We see them very frequently. <clears throat> so, all right, let's talk about the monoamine oxidase inhibitors. First, can you mention me three of them? Yeah, I know it can be hard because we never mentioned them before. Phenylzine, isocarbotazide, or acid, carbotazide. What the hell is this one? Help, I need somebody. Tranyl cypromine. There you go. Fene isotriene. So there is a. Uh. Penis in the train, guys. A peniso. Peniso. In the train. Phenylizine, isocarbot, sodacid, and trainy cyclopramine. You guys like it? The penis in the train. <gasps> That's one of the, my best mnemonic ever. I should write it down right away. So, what are the side effects? You got to monitor diet with these guys, with the monoamine oxidase inhibitors. And they're called monoamine. And you know why, guys? The monoamine oxidase inhibitors are important because... They work against the monoamine oxidase, which is this enzyme that I believe degrades the, the monoamine and neurotransmitters, such as serotonin, uh, where are my other guys, um, dopamine and norepinephrine. Mm-hmm. I'm just fact-checking what I just said. Yeah, just right here. Oh, 
episode, you know, I invite you to fact check me because I, I don't find it. <laughs> But I just saw that in a video or somewhere around there. And this is why we're gonna see tons of um tons of side effects related with um, epinephrine. Like hypertension. But check this out. Monitor diet. Why? Because given that food rich in tyramine will produce hypertension. Right? Because the high amounts of um Neurotransmitters. Safe foods include white wine and processed cheese. What a weird thing to give to someone. And unsafe foods include red wine, aged cheese, and chocolate. So forget about chocolate, these guys. Because you can develop hypertension with monoamine oxidase. And what happens if you combine... Uh, Monomino today's inhibitors with a SSRI, serotonin selective reuptake inhibitor. Mm-hmm. If you heard the last episode, you will know it. All right, let's talk about serotonin selective reuptake inhibitors. And if you guys were wondering... Yeah, I'm going to ask. I should ask you as at least um one, two, three, four, five, six reuptake inhibitors. So you got the fluoxetine, paroxetine, sertraline, citaprolam, escitaprolam, fluvoxamine. So you got a uh huh, these six guys. But don't confuse this satin or in with the, our friends from the serotonin nor norepinephrine reoptic inhibitors that are the Venezuelan guys, venlafatine and uh, dulocetine and there's venlafatine. Right, so the serotonin selective reuptake inhibitors, and what are their side effects? We just say this last episode or this episode. Well, I hope you guys remember that the side effects are headaches, weight changes, sexual side effects, and the prostitute of the people, the GI disturbances. She's everywhere. All right, so let's talk about serotonin norepinephrine reoptic inhibitors. Like venlaf... Oh, man. You guys should know it. Venlafatine, dulocetine, and this venlafatine. So, what are their side effects? These guys seem to be friends of the of the MAO because they give hypertension, blurry vision, weight changes, 
So see that everything's give you way here. The DCAs, the monoamine oxidase, the SSRI, and here we continue uh, winning weight, gaining weight. But it says weight changes in the SNRI. And you also have sexual side effects and GI disturbances. So let's talk about others. Who are the others? Bupropion, or bupropion, mirtazapine, and trastadone. Mirtazapine is this good friend that they don't feel they don't feel well in, in in any special group, but it works similar um to the mayo. I'll have to check it out. But it's just in a group. Here is in a group called others, along with bupropion, or bupropion, or and trazodone. Trazodone. So bupropion. What are the um, side effects of bupropion? It's gonna increase risk of seizures. What happens with trazodone? That dick is gonna be hard, man, because it's gonna give you priapism. Right? Priapism. Priapism. And what happens with mirtazapine? Mirtazapine makes you sleep and makes you gain weight. So what will be the, the side effects with lithium? Lithium is kind of a bad guy. Because it's, it's crazy. Everything he does. It's like giving something very toxic to fit something, a psychiatric um, illness and disorder. So what can happen with lithium? Tremors, weight gain, GI disturbance, nephrotoxic, teratogenic. So you can't even have kids with lithium. Leukocytosis, diabetes, insipidus. So they it sends you to pee. And that's why they said as before that you can use uh, lithium with someone that has got the its um, kidney fuck up because you're going to fuck it up more. Uh, and also, not this. Lithium has a narrow therapeutic index. Blood levels should be monitored. Totally fuck up with that lithium. I mean, it can solve bipolar disorder, but fucks you all. Severity, um, severity toxicity gives confusion, ataxia, lethargy, and abnormal reflexes. Lethargy. Reflexes. Right, so severe toxicity gives you confusion, attacks lethargy, and an adumbral reflex. So it's, it's tons of things to remember. Uh, we will, I will gather the side effects by groups like nephrotoxic, diabetes, diabetes insipidus.
and so fucks up your your emotion. So it starts with tremors, but gets worse with ataxia and lethargy. Lethargy. And what happens with valproic acid? Valproic acid makes you also tremor. Even considering that's an antiepileptic, but makes you, um, makes you shake, shaky, 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 shaky. Weight gain, also weight gain. Come on, guys. You say weight gain for any one of these guys, and you're gonna be nailing the test. GI disturbances, alopecia causes this um, valproic acid. Oh. You definitely don't want to have this valproic acid. You definitely don't want to have um, um, bipolar disorder. It also can cause... It's, it's also terrorogenic, just as the lithium. So bipolars having kids doesn't sound good. It's also hepatotoxic and must monitor levels because toxicity causes hyponatremia, coma, or even worse, death. It kind of fries you like a like a potato. That alpharic acid. But a, like a, but a potato in which you won't have any salt because it's going to be a unsalted uh, french fry because it's got hyponatremia. So that's the take home um, message guys. Valproic acid is like frying you with no uh, salt. It's, it's killing you. And what about lamotrigine? Lamotrigine, lemo, blah, blah, blah. I, we, need, uh, we need you, please. We need you. Um, checker. Lamotrigine. So, nothing more, nothing less than Stevens Johnson. Syndrome. What a bananas. What a badass lamb um, drug. No one wants a Steven Johnson syndrome. No one wants to lose their skin just because taking a drug. And for the last thing, let's talk about electroconvulsive therapy. We interesting, right? We saw this in movies. We saw this in yeah, sci-fi. And horror movies also. So this in American Horror Story, lovely film, lovely show. And the side effect is headache. Remember we saw um our beloved actor um Evan Peters, am I saying it right? Evan Peters, yeah. He's um feeling all bad after he's been shocked by this crazy doctor. Who, by the way, is vegan, but whatever. Bad doctor. Good because of vegan, but bad because he likes to shock um, even Peters. And then also he's got trans transient memory loss. So just by getting shocked, you can have a, mem a transient memory loss. And yeah, maybe it happens the same when, when it's struck by lighting. Um, so ECT is safe in all turns of pregnancy. So... This little kid is gonna burn all fried also, but all right.
says it's safe. Blame the book. Damn, I just spoiled myself an answer. And, well, yeah. <clears throat> what is the single most effective treatment for depression? Option A, electroconvulsive therapy. Option B, fluoxetine. Option C, venlafaxine. Option D, imipramine. And option E, phenylazine. Fennel, this is the penis on the train, right? So, penis on the train, I believe it's M-A-O. Very good. Fennelizine, isocarbotazid, and tran and tranecyclopromine. Do you guys have the answer now? I don't have it yet. Venlafaxine is part of the... S-N-R-I Very good And Fluoxetine is part of the um, um, S-S-R-I Very good And imipramine Where, is that? Where does the guy come from? Imipramine is a tricyclic antidepressant That's Y mis amigos del norte Imipramine, amitriptyline, noritriptyline. So, in order, I would say the best one, like they told us, will be the SSRI. But they say single most effective treatment for depression. So, that helps you rule out almost every, any drug. Because um, there is no perfect solution for depression, right? Because after will come the S. NRI, that's for venlafaxine. Then you can choose the MAO, which is the phenylzine, the penis on the train. And for the last, you can choose fluoxetine, which is the tricyclic antidepressant, which is a kind of fuck up drug because can kill you easily with, a, with an overdose. And you guys know what's the answer? Is the Option A, electroconvulsive therapy. So, explanation. Although electroconvulsive therapy is usually used for suicidal patients or those who do not respond to treatment, it is considered the best treatment for depression. Oh my goodness. Let's get shocked. Let's get shocked. Let's get shocked. Oh, that's a good song of... um. Is that Christina Aguilera? Let's get... Yeah, I'm gonna play me while we sing. Me while... So... This is a celebration song. Because we're ending up the episode and ending up mood disorders. Woo! Let's get shot. Let's get shot. Just with solve the depression. Let's get shocked. Let's get shocked. You will solve the depression. Alright, so we haven't ended guys. Or are we where were we? Okay, so it's the best treatment for depression. It can also 
Suicidal Pension or those who are not It can also be used as an adjunct, adjunctive, adjunct, what the fuck, adjunctive treatment for psychosis. All others are equally efficacious, but the SSRIs are used more frequently due to side effect profiles. So, stop that music, please. I can't think. <laughs> so, also electroconvulsive therapy. Well, yes. Yeah, so the king or the queen will be the SSRI because um, to the side effect profiles, and you'll see what. What's wrong with losing a bit of memory? Sometimes you wish you can lose some memories, like disgusting things you saw, or maybe um, just a headache, really? That's why the answer should be um, definitely just, just get this patient into the electroconvulsive therapy room and let's get shocked you will solve the depression let's get shocked let's get shocked so the last thing we need to know before ending up the mood disorders will be the serotonin syndrome because if you're gonna be giving uh, SSRIs to patients we're gonna have to face the consequences of it because serotonin syndrome is a potentially life-threatening disorder occurring as a result of therapeutic drug use of SSRIs, often with inadvertent interactions between drugs. Aha, uh -huh. can you guess what? I guess it's MAOs. Overdose or recreational use of drugs that are serotoninergic in origin. Who will be those guys? Who will be those uh, recreational drugs for serotonin origin? I still don't know. Maybe MDMA? I'm not sure, bro. So, what are the signs? Yeah, probably, probably is MDMA because it causes hypothermia. And it's listed here. So, what are the common symptoms? First, cognitive effects. You're going to find this patient with agitation, confusion, hallucinations, and hypomania. Yeah, it's almost like mania, but not mania. Agitation, confusion, hallucination, and hypomania. What are going to be the autonomic effects? Sweating, hyperthermia, tachycardia, nausea, diarrhea, and shivering. And I want to make clear that uh, doubt about the... How is it called? Yeah, MDMA. Also called ecstasy or molly. How does this guy work? Mm-hmm. 
It's commonly associated with dance, parties, rapes, electronic dance music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, where can we see the... All right. Pharmacology, pharmacokinetics. No, we need the... Yeah, guys, so this is the same as, um, so monoamine transporters. In humans, MDMA increases the amount of serotonin in the synaptic clefts of serotoninergic neurons. All right, leave it like that. We don't need any more. That's everything we needed. So serotonin syndrome, it's a, oh, yeah, like we say, also with this uh, recreational drug, MDMA, you can develop it, not only with SSRIs. So you're going to have tachycardia. Let's talk about this. Uh, hypothermia. I didn't mean to say tachycardia. So somatic effects. What are the somatic effects of this guy with serotonin syndrome? Tremors and myoclonus. So this is a dramatic um, situation. What will be the treatment? First of all, stop giving SSRIs. Course, stop drugging this patient with the wrong drug. So, um, I got you good news here because we have um, we have an antidote. But first, let's talk about the treatment of the symptoms, which is which will be symptomatic treatment of fever, diarrhea, and hi hypertension. Also. Check out this guy. The antidote will be the cyproheptidine. Cyproheptidine. Who is the serotonin antagonist? However, I remember clearly reading from the emergency um, emergency medicine um, season that we talk about the. That uh, how is it called? And the other antidote you can use is will be the dantrolene. But well, yeah, I will have to uh, check it out somewhere else. But now, guys, I leave you free. I hope you had a wonderful Canada Day wherever you are. This position as a Canadian doctor is waiting for you. Just if you give the give on the na and on the right nail with your hammer, which is your knowledge. And how you guys keep nailing that fucking test? Let's get shot. Let's get shot. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Presente. Here we go. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. It's Jennifer Lopez. It's not Christina Aguilera. Sorry about that. But let's get shot because it's a good thing.